Can you tell us a bit about yourself and the story behind why you started Women of Color Remake Wellness? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my name is Beatrice. I am a Black yoga teacher, more practitioner nowadays, and I am based in Ottawa, Ontario. I've been practicing yoga for over a decade now. Um, it's been very helpful with just helping with my mental health and just dealing with certain things in my life. And yeah, I've been involved in the Ottawa uh, yoga community for a while now, which sort of drove me to start Women of Color Remake Wellness. Just being in that, uh, being in that community, I've noticed sort of this lack of representation when it comes to women of color. We often don't see women of color sort of leading a yoga class or being part of the wellness discussion. And after just having another discussion with another uh, one of my friends around like, oh, we don't see a lot of black yoga teachers in this city. I basically decided to create Women of Color just from frustration, to be honest, and just not and just wanting to sort of move beyond the discourse of having a conversation about like there's an issue and not really doing something about it. And yeah, that's pretty much how we came. It's just like literally just last minute thing was just like, oh, I'm actually sick of this conversation. So you know, I'm going to do something about it. So let's try this thing and see how it goes or where it goes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so for you, what does wellness mean? And in what way do you think the wellness industry fails women and people of color? Uh, for me, I think wellness has a different meaning for everyone, but I think for me personally, wellness means having a balance. It's not just the physical uh, physical fitness, but also I think it's mental balance. So when you have balance of both and you're able to take care of yourself and feel like you feel good in your body, that's that's what wellness to me, basically having the balance between the two. In terms of how the wellness industry has fell women or even more specifically women of color, I think a lot of time when we talk about wellness, there's this narrative or this notion that it's only a white people thing. We don't often, as people of color, we're not seeing as the clientele or the customers that the wellness industry wants to sort of like target. We're often very much marginalized and invisible. And Again, it's quite problematic because again, if we think of wellness as just taking care of our body, it really shouldn't matter like whether if you're black, white, gender, regardless of your gender, it really shouldn't matter because it's just about caring for your body and taking care of your body. And the wellness industry has sort of perpetuated this narrative that it's only white people thing. And the example of yoga, it's like if you Google yoga right now, maybe not now, but like early in the days, it's mainly blue eyes, blonde, blonde hair women doing yoga, like being extremely flexible. And that's the notion of yoga. And a lot of the marketing when it comes to like try yoga, it's this image that being put out there. And as a person of color, when you see that, you um, automatically don't want to try it because you're just like, well, I don't have blue eyes. I don't have blonde hair. So this thing is definitely not for me. Mm -hmm. So there's, that's, I think, where it fell, where it sort of perpetuated this narrative that wellness is only a white people thing and not necessarily something that all human beings can benefit from. But also, I think, within our own, I guess, within the BIPOC community, we've sort of become complicit in accepting as being, as being the norm. A lot of time, if you're a person of color, you want to try something new that's not that a lot of people, a lot of Black people don't do, you're automatically sort of shunned out of the society or you're considered to be doing white people thing. <laughs> so it's like us sort of playing onto the narrative of wellness being whiteness and sort of saying like, well, this is the norm, so I'm not going to try this because it's already a white people thing. So I think, yeah, I think that's where it failed is where it just, it gives this notion or this uh, narrative that wellness is only white and not something that all people can enjoy. Mm -hmm. 
And um, you mentioned being a yoga teacher, yoga practitioner. How do wellness spaces like yoga studios, for example, um, actively create barriers for people of color? And, and how could they do better? I think with the yoga community more specifically, I think it's an issue of accessibility and opportunity. A lot of time we're not even given the chance to like prove or like to show that we belong there or like we can do that. Like the yoga example, it's like a lot of time if there's a call out for teachers, a lot of time studios don't go beyond their circles. They stick within their circle and oftentimes their circle is people that are, you know, the same race, same gender and that's it. And they end up hiring those people. So you end up recycling people within the same circle and not breaching beyond that. And then by virtue of that, you sort of marginalize or don't give access or opportunity to people outside of that environment. So I think moving forward, like for the yoga studios, they have a lot of work to do. And that would mean basically going beyond their little circle and saying, you know what, we're gonna like put a call saying like we're looking specifically for a BIPOC teacher and seeing that specifically and not feeling uncomfortable about it because again at the end of the day if you want to hire a diverse environment you have to be very specific as to like who you're looking for. A prime example is like if you apply to be for a job for the government they often ask you like we're looking for either like indigenous person or like can you self-identify as being a person of color a woman or whatnot and yoga studios feel uncomfortable with doing that and I think they need to feel they need to do that and be okay with doing that because when you don't when you treat everyone the same it's it's great to treat everyone the same but at the same time it's important to recognize that we're also different my experience of being a black woman is going to be completely different from experience of someone who's not black or who is maybe of a lighter complexion so I think it's important to understand that moving forward like works need to be done where we recognize our differences and that means that if we're gonna hire people we need to be specific about like we're looking for this specific person women of color remake wellness is community focused on creating safe spaces uh to bring health and wellness uh practices for um uh color remake wellness what does safe space mean it's, it's, I thought about that question. I'm just like, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I like a perfect example. It's like, if you ever go to a party and like you go in there and you don't know anyone at all, as a person who doesn't know anyone at the party, you feel very uncomfortable and you're just like, your senses are completely heightened and you're like, I want to leave. And I think when we, when you go to a party and you know one person, when you enter that party, you feel a sense of sort of relief and you're like, okay, I can relax. And I think a safe space for me, or at least safe space, uh, safe space for a woman of color remake wellness, it's about like going to all these health and wellness space and feeling like you belong there, where you can go in and just re relax and not feel like you have to perform to like make a point that you belong there, but rather you can just go in and just relax and take a deep breath in and be like, okay, this is my place. I'm okay with being here. I don't need to make a point or prove that I belong here. And a lot of time I feel like from my own experiences, like when I used to go to yoga studios and I'm the only black person, I feel that sense of like, I need to like prove to every student in the class that like, hey, yes, you guys are going to see a lot of people who look like me, but guess what? I belong here. So I'm going to do every pose correctly. I'm going to do everything correct to make sure that I show you guys that I belong here. And that sort of takes away from the sense of like, you just want to feel like calm and just very present. And I think a safe space is just being able to go to a place and just feeling like, you know what, I belong here and I don't need to like prove to anyone that I belong here. Mm -hmm. 
I love that example of uh, going to a party where you don't know anyone. <laughs> um, so can you tell us more about Sunday wellness discussion and what have been some moments from this that have especially impacted you? So our Sunday wellness discussion is a monthly uh, panel discussion that we hold uh, every month. And every month we try to cover different topics around health and wellness. And the discussions are often led by different BIPOC women. Um, last month, for example, we had our discussion around mental health within the BIPOC community. Uh, in terms of like what has been sort of the highlight, it definitely has to be like last month discussion because when it comes to like mental health, it's one of those subjects where there's such a big stigma and taboo around it, not only within our larger society, but also within many BIPOC community. It's like this secret that no one talks about. Like if your kid or child is diagnosed as having a certain mental disorder, it's like, well, let's not let everyone within the family know. It's just like, let's keep it a secret or like you're like um, you're considered to be crazy, which again, really bad way of describing mental health, but that's sort of like the issue, like how we sort of conceptualize it within our, within many BIPOC community. So yeah, that was definitely sort of the highlight of, um, highlight of our Sunday Wellness discussion for me. I think just the discussion around mental health and just having all these like amazing BIPOC therapists talking about the issue and using, using their own experience of saying like, hey, yeah, I, I might seem like have all my shit together, but guess what? I've also experienced like mental health and like I can deal with it. I think that's really important. Hmm. Um, and what are your hopes for the project moving forward in terms of growing the project or, or just overall impact? Um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. I feel like we've grown so much over the like span of like less than a year and it's like overwhelming, but also it's like good overwhelming. It's like, yes, there's clearly a sense like we need a, a space like this and that's good to know. But in terms of like growth is just, yeah, just growing and continue doing what we're doing. I think having our Sunday wellness discussion and just creating the space where like women of color can feel that they're seen around, they're seen within the uh, wellness community and that they can use their voice to advocate for other women. So if people want to learn more or um, join or, or tune into the Sunday wellness discussion, where can they go? So our website, it's womenofcolorremakewellness.com. On Instagram, it's the same thing as well as on Facebook. Uh, so for our Sunday wellness discussion, we don't have one for this month, but we are hosting another one for, we're hosting our, we're hosting one um, in October, like end of October. And that's going to focus on diversity in the outdoors, which is another <laughs> topic when it comes to like, outdoors is just considered to be like, quote unquote, white people things. So it's like, oh no. Everyone can benefit out of being in nature. So that's our next one. And we don't have the details all figured out yet, but more will be posted on our website as well as on our Instagram page. Great. Well, thank you so much um, for the interview.